What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me in episode 1005 of Ask Pat 2.0, where we do coaching calls with business owners who really need some help, and we go deep. We definitely go deep. And today we're going deep with Brian Matias from Matias.com. He is a photographer. He sells a number of items. He also podcasts as well. And today he's asking questions about doubling the size of his email list and also selling without selling out because he really cares about his audience. Like I know all of you do too. And you just want to make sure that you do it in a way that's not distasteful. Sweet. All right, guys, it's time for our conversation with Brian Matish from Matish.com. Here we go. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for uh, coming on to Ask Pat today. Uh, how are things? Uh, things are great, Pat. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your business, Brian. Sure. So uh, I'm a photographer and an author and a podcaster. And my business primarily involves creating digital content uh, for my audience to help them grow as photographers. Uh, and that's through a variety of things like a lot of it's free stuff that, you know, I'll put on YouTube or on my blog. Uh, and then there's premium stuff like preset packs and eBooks and whatnot. So your target audience are other photographers and you're helping them create these assets? Yeah, my I would say my target audience uh, is uh, demographic wise somewhere between the I'd say late twenties to all the way up to you know the uh, mid to late sixties uh, who are these kinds of prosumer, uh, amateur, advanced amateur photographers who they don't necessarily want to do photography as a business or professionally. They just want to be able when they do practice their photography that they are able to get the best possible uh, results. Got it. And how long have you been doing business for? Um, so that's a that's kind of a, a funny question to answer um, <laughs> because I I have a I would consider kind of a unique uh, background in the photo industry. I've been working for myself on and off full time for a few years now. I incorporated on January first, twenty fifteen, but um, I've worked full time for. Uh, companies like Google and Sony and Wacom specifically, uh, like with Google, I was on the photos team or the Google plus photos team. Um, and with Sony, same thing I worked on there with the digital imaging team and with Wacom specifically for uh, social media and photography. So working in the industry for since 2011 and, uh, but working for myself as, you know, Matias Incorporated, that's been since 2015. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then in terms of your target audience, like where, where are they? Where are you finding them right now? That's the kind of, that's one of the interesting things that I'm trying to redefine. Um, I have a, a newsletter and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it right now. It's sitting a little over 32,000 subscribers, which um, is good, but it could be better in, in, in a variety of ways. So a big part of my audience is there. Obviously that's kind of like my, my dedicated social network. Mm-hmm. And the question that I have for myself is where is my, where do I know my audiences versus where would I like them to be? Um, so I would say they're mostly on Facebook and possibly YouTube, not so much on Twitter um, and on and Instagram to degree, but my audience on Instagram, I wouldn't say is my audience that would convert to purchasing. I would say that they are fellow photographers um, who are just consuming media. Mm-hmm. what's the ultimate goal for your audience? Like what, what is it that they really, really want? So 
so for for my audience, the one that I you know nurture and foster, I believe that what they want is to become better photographers so that when they go out, they are equipped to do uh, you know the best possible job, and also when they share their work that they feel like they are putting you know quality stuff out there. Uh, everyone wants to in some way outdo themselves as photographers, but they also want to show that, you know, their chops to other photographers, to their family, to whoever it is, their friends. Perfect. Okay. So I'm getting a good sense of your site and what is your site, by the way, if you want to share it? Sure. It's, it's Matias.com. And so that's my last name, which is M-A-T-I-A-S-H.com. Perfect. Now, What's on your mind? What, what, what can I help you with? Sure. So the thing that I've been struggling most with is, I guess, prioritization um, in, in terms of I, I feel like for the past maybe year, just to speak broadly, in 2017, um, there have been uh, – oh, I've been focusing on the wrong things in terms of how to grow my business and a big part of that has been how I uh, – what's the best way to leverage my time? Um, and that that can be broken down in a variety of ways, meaning, you know, should I spend – am I spending too much time on social media kind of figuring out, you know, putting my finger on the pulse and seeing what other people are doing versus just kind of hoarding my time to simply creating content, you know, creating things for my business? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if that's the case. And then the other thing I kind of touched on it earlier is really knowing who my audience is and where they are versus where I would like them to be. You know, lately I've been spending a lot more time, for instance, on Twitter and on Instagram, but I don't know necessarily that that's the right place uh, for me to be spending my time versus just kind of like using something like Buffer to automate content to just go out. So it, it, in a word, it's prioritization mm-hmm. um, and also figuring out ways to uh, really uh, continue to grow the audience. You know, one of my goals for next year is to double my newsletter size from, you know, 32,000 to, you know, rounding it up to 65,000. I love that. I have some ideas on that, but I'd love to know currently what plans you might have to do that. So um, I, I I will say that, you know, the newsletter when I look at the uh, open rate and click rate, and I'm going to log in now to, to check that out, but it's, I'm happy with it, but what I'm, what I would really like to improve organically and, and authentically, of course, is the conversion uh, into uh, the funnel for purchase. And one of the reasons why I don't necessarily think I've been optimizing that is because I don't know if I'm offering premium products at if the rate is too slow or too fast um, and premium products, the ones that I offer, they vary in what they are. They vary in price. So it, it, I'm very hesitant, not hesitant, but I'm very careful to not over solicit to my audience. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, if it's possible, but like if you, if it's possible to under solicit, if that's, you know, the right word. Um, like it's easy to over solicit. So just constantly bombard people with emails about, you know, product promotions and stuff like that. But then is it possible to not do enough of it? And so that's something that I've been 
thinking about as well. In terms of promotions to your audience, how often are you promoting? I would say once every eight weeks at, at most. I mean, the ultimate form of under, uh, you know, sharing would be not to ever share anything, right? Or not to ever promote anything. And I think a lot of people struggle with that in the online space where they just give and give and give uh, or jab, 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 as, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk would say, and they never give that right hook. Right. Um, have you ever experimented with, for example, on your email list, um, providing promotions a little bit sooner in that sequence? Um, in some cases, yes. Um, most of the times that would be more seasonal. So gotcha. the, the whole Cyber Monday, I, I, I don't, I didn't do Black Friday. I did Cyber Monday mm-hmm. um, because my business is primarily online. And I, I, I don't – sometimes I, I, I'm not quite sure how to gauge what that cooling period is between the next, um, I guess, promotion. So that's another thing that I was considering doing is you know, going on a monthly cadence with having something new every month uh, that has some real value. That is also, I guess, complementary to the things that I still want to give away for free, which is – and that's another thing and something that I'm actually excited to hear your thoughts on. I know that you are also kind of for 2018 putting a renewed focus on video, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I have kind of over the past two or three months have started uh, doing again. Where I'm kind of, I, I wonder, and I, I want to, I would love to know your thoughts on, is it possible that to cannibalize your own sales? Because um, for me, one of the product types that I do are these photo kits, and it's a combination of an ebook that I, I design, I lay out, um, I hire a, uh, a copy editor to, to proof it. Mm-hmm. You know, I make it look as, you know, legitimate as possible, ISBN numbers. Um, and then I also get, uh, I create so, uh, several videos, like two tra- uh, training videos, uh, to go along with it, and then presets. So it's a whole kind of it's a combination of all the individual product types that I offer. Um, the video component, though, a lot of if you go to my YouTube channel, it, a, a lot of those videos are very similar. So I do concern myself with the cannibalization of that, or, or how to properly um, segment the product so that people don't feel like, oh, I could just you know. I don't want people to not think that I don't want to give things away for free. I absolutely do. I love, I love providing value for free, but at the same time, um, you know, it's still a business. Right. I mean, I think that's very common to worry if, if you're giving too much away for free and I come from the angle and you're probably not surprised by this, Brian, of just give as much as of it away for free as possible. Even if you were to give everything away for free, you're still going to be able to build those relationships with people and, Create bundles like you were just talking about that are more convenient, that have more information, that even though it's a lot of it's the same, people are still going to want to buy it um, because they're fans. And, 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 and that's what you're creating here through the effort of actually providing a lot of information for free versus um, looking like just a business who's asking for money all the time, right? Because, you know, a lot of this stuff um, is very high quality. I'm looking at it right now on um, your YouTube channel and on your website. I mean, it all looks fantastic, and there's no wonder why your business is doing well now. But I, I appreciate the fact that you are looking to see how you might be able to optimize it and, and improve it. Um, so, no, I wouldn't worry about that. I, th- I think the rhythm that you have going on now is is great. Um, what I do want to talk about is the growth of your email list and also 
go back into something you said earlier related to your time and having it kind of be something that you just weren't sure about in terms of what was giving you, um, you know, results, whether it's social media or, you know, creating these videos or, or other things. So if I were to ask you, like, what's in your entire business right now, what is working for you best? What is giving you the 80% of the results? Uh, what, what would that be? I guess it, it depends on what my, I have two objectives here. The first obviously is the, my direct relationship with my audience. And I think there's no question that the newsletter is the best vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. And so with, with that, you know, it currently has a a 40% open and 6.1% click rate at a little over 32,000 subscribers. And I want to see those numbers jump. So in terms of improving that, uh, improving the newsletter, that's a big thing for me. However, I also, where the social media side of things goes is I don't necessarily know that it's that social media, meaning, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, for me at least, the way mm-hmm. I uh, run my my brand there is the best vehicle to engage with my audience um, compared to something like the newsletter. Where social media is really good is I also, for instance, I'm a, a brand ambassador for Zeiss Lenses and for G Technology. And these businesses are um, obviously operate very much on social media. You know, they, they look at, uh, their ambassadors and what they're doing in terms of helping to spread the word of the products. So in that respect, I still want to grow social media. My, my problem is I think I'm conflating one with the other. So, um, I, 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 and again, this is where the prioritization, my, my troubles come in is where I'll go to, I'll go onto social and I'll, two hours later, all of a sudden I've, I've done nothing but look at, you know, other, what other people are doing. And that's where I need, I think the most help is figuring out how to properly optimize what I'm doing on social media and also what I can be doing at least to bring people from social media over to my newsletter. I go through those periods too, where I get into kind of a YouTube rabbit hole and I kind of just catch myself later (laughs) on. I think, um, and, and I've been putting things into place now to stop myself from doing that because really that's, that's a lot of time that you're taking away from, you know, creating content, building those relationships. And although social media is great, it's also very easy to get distracted. And I think um, something that I can offer you based on what I've done is as I've scheduled my social media time, I've literally put it in my calendar when I go on social media and, there, and I'm there to answer questions, I'm there to ask questions and, and engage. I'm there to see other people's stuff so I can share it if they're people I'm following, for example. And then after that time's done, I'm done. And I know to move on to the next thing. Um, does that... How does that sit with you to potentially schedule when you do social media um, so that you can make sure that, you know, you have that dedicated time, but you aren't adding more time on that that you could take uh, and put somewhere else? You know, I'm really glad that you you said that because it was something I was considering doing, but I would sit there and I would I would go to my my Google calendar and I would create a new item and then I would. I'd be like, this is so hokey. It's weird, right? Like, right. I have to schedule in like when to be social. Yes. <laughs> you have to create these boundaries, right? Because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. When, when you're saying yes to, yeah, I'm just going to allow myself to have as much time as I want on social media. You're saying no to all these other things that you're doing, right? But by saying yes, I want to work on my newsletter. I want to work on content creation uh, and and really focus on what's working. Then you're saying no to extraneous social media time. So in that regard, it's not weird at all. And, 
you know, I'm doing it too, Brian. So you and I could be weird together. I dig it. And you brought up a point that I I think is another layer to um, the issues that I'm struggling with. And I actually just a couple of days ago, um, I was uh, in Japan last week. And during the day, we, my wife and I would hang out at Starbucks just Mm -hmm. to burn the the kind of the, the daylight hours, which aren't ideal for photography. And I started a 2018 resolutions post. And the, the first thing that I resolved to do was to, um, cause you know, the way you said it on social media, what you're, the time you're spending on, it's not just when you spend your social media. Um, for me, the other issue is what I do with that time. And I, I spend way too much time looking at other photographers, you know, what they're doing, uh, you know, oh man, that, you know, or something as superficial is like, wow, that guy, that guy or that girl is is verified or, mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and to me, that's just a complete time suck. I go going down that rabbit hole. And next thing I know, like I said earlier, it's like two hours and I haven't accomplished anything. So again, that's another kind of facet of prioritization. Um, I mean, everybody, I everybody's different and we, we treat things differently. Some people, unlike us, are very disciplined with that and they, they know when to shut it off. And um, I'm not, and it sounds like you're just like me, Brian. So, I mean, literally this is what I do. When it's my time for social media, I go on social media and I have a, a timer set um, just so I can see it because um, sometimes you lose track of time as well. I mean, that's that's why we go up to two hours sometimes. But also, if I see a countdown timer for the 15 minutes I'm going to spend, I know that that's what I'm focusing on and I'm not getting distracted from this distraction. Like I'm, it, it's it's the same as like you know scheduling TV time or, or other things. It's like, hey, you're you're allowing yourself this distraction, but it's going to be in, in a shorter time period. And when you see that countdown timer, I mean, I would literally have the phone up and your stopwatch there or your countdown timer on your phone. Um, you know, I mean, it, you're going to get even more productive within that time you are in social media because you, you could see that time going down and it'll force you to um, decide on really what's important when you're there. I, I, I am. I, one thing I will promise you is that I'm going to try it. Uh, I, I only because I, I've never known anyone else who has. I've I've read stuff on uh, you know articles in terms of time management where people suggest that, but I didn't know that that was something that you were doing. So it kind of gives a little bit of credence to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll 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 do that now. Let's talk about your email list. Sure. Uh, first of all, forty percent open rate is 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 quite big, um, especially at a size size email list like that. So congratulations for that. But you know Thanks. that can also continue to increase over time. Um, are you doing any segmentation in your list in terms of, you know, knowing what levels people are at or perhaps dividing it in some way that, you know, allows you to better connect with where they're at or what they're using or, or, or what have you? Absolutely. Um, you know, for the, so the, my newsletter is called inbox inspiration and it is very, it's, it's photo centric and it's an opportunity for me to, uh, create a journal of the content that I create, you know, every week on my blog, um, and send it out to this, you know, blast it out to these people. Typically, the, the the episodes or the issues that I put out with that are just purely content based. For the most part, I'll send that out to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Where I start to segment is um, when I do have a promotion, uh, and I'll do various types of segments and A/B tests in terms of headlines to see if there's a particular subject that is doing better than uh, one over the other. Uh, in that case, yes. I also, uh, every twice a year, I do uh, kind of a content product steering survey. So I'll put out a, a, a type form survey to my audience to get an idea of, 
you know, what is it that they are looking for uh, in terms of uh, the, the the type of content, the the medium, and also what kind of premium content uh, are they most interested or, you know, most likely to purchase? Mm-hmm. So in that respect, you know, I, I have good data, but um, there's a lot to it that um, I want to make sure I get really hung up at on this. Again, the whole what I because like you, every time I create something, if it's free or not, I want it to be as, as polished, you know, as good as possible um, and as value added as possible. And yeah. sometimes I feel I don't know what the word is. I don't know if it's um, doubtful or guilty when I create premium content because um, I, I, I struggle to figure out how to make it that much more value added because to ask someone for their money, I mean, to ask someone for their time is, is huge, but then to ask someone for their money to me, I, I, the last thing I would ever want is to disappoint someone if they're giving me their money for a product that I make. Of course. So that is, um, you know, something that I, I kind of, I don't know if it's a struggle is the right word, but, um, I think that by having, I feel better when I solicit through my newsletter versus social. I, I, ne- I hardly ever put ads on social and that could be an entirely different situation just because of the echo chamber that is out there. Mm-hmm. But I do feel okay with selling, um, to my newsletter because that's a double opt-in procedure. If you're there, you, you want to be there. If you don't want to be there, you hit unsubscribe. Of course. Um, I mean, it's the same way with, for me, I use social media as a way to help people realize what's available for them for free and also to just get them to know me a little bit better. And most of my selling is done through email as well. So we're, we're very similar in, in that regard. And, you know, you have this amazing stuff that can really help people. I mean, they've given you permission to send them stuff. So absolutely use that. I would recommend um, seeing how you might be able to take people into uh, some sort of offer a little bit sooner in their journey in your email list. Um, you know, like you said, double opt in. They've probably seen a lot of your free stuff. Um, you might be waiting too long. Um, people want this stuff. You can determine based on some experiments, okay, well, where in that funnel would it make sense? It might be only after four weeks or even two weeks. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything hard. It could be done in an autoresponder. That way you can focus on just building that that email list and crafting those emails later on in the autoresponder. Um, and you can have some stuff that's evergreen for sale just kind of continually over time. And it doesn't have to be a super aggressive push, but you know, again, you've built this relationship uh, when you build a relationship with an audience, it requires less aggressive selling. Um, it requires less um, perfect copy because it, th- that doesn't matter when people trust you and you are now giving them a way to pay you back. Um, so, so that's really cool. I, you, had al- you had also asked earlier about like learning more about this audience that you have and kind of where they're at and what they're up to. Um, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend if you haven't done so already, doing some sort of survey uh, for them so that you can better help them. And, you know, this way you can kind of collect a lot of information up front uh, all at once. And one of the questions I would definitely ask beyond the normal, like, okay, what are you struggling with right now? Or what kinds of um, content would you like to see? And, and that kind of thing. I would definitely ask them questions like, okay, well, what other photographers are you following? Um, where are you involved in a community other than, huh. uh, you know, under my brand? Um, uh-huh. and, and that gives you an insight on, okay, well, not only are they following me, but they're also following this person too, or they're also I- involved in this community as well. And that'll give you immediate insight on, oh, this is this is also where they're hanging out. And you might be surprised actually at some of the results you might get. But in addition to that, you're going to understand, oh, I, I know that person. 
and you can even reach out to them or, or, oh, I don't know that person. I should introduce myself and maybe there's a way we can collaborate together because when you collaborate with other people, um, that helps you earn the trust of new people quite quickly. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't consider other people in the same space as mine, especially, I mean, especially in photography where it's very personal and you have your own style. I mean, there really is no competition. You, you are yourself and nobody's like you, right? So, um, that could provide a lot of great insight and that could be a cool thing to do at the beginning of 2018 to just kind of learn more about your audience based on where, where else they're at. And you can just literally ask them. Yeah. I, I actually really like that idea about asking uh, about other photographers and uh, that they follow and where they kind of frequent, um, outside of just their inbox. Uh, and so that's going to actually, I'm going to, cause like I said, I was building up for, uh, January, my next, uh, the, the steering survey. So I'm going to incorporate that in there. I never really considered thinking about other people that they look at, which can be very helpful in terms of just kind of analysis. Yeah. Um, going back though with the newsletter. Um, so, and in terms of, you know, uh, asking people for something too late or, you know, after too much time, as soon as you subscribe to my newsletter, you get entered into an automation, uh, with, and it's currently, it has four, it's four emails over four weeks. And mm-hmm. that's primarily there to the first email is, this is me. This is who I am. Second, you know, second one, this is some of my favorite content that I've created. The third is, this is where I am on social. And then the fourth is a, um, a promote, like a 20% promotion, in, introducing people to my online store cool. with a 20% code. So now I'm wondering if you know, several things. One, one is four email or four emails or is four emails too much um, over the course of a month, especially if since they're subscribed within that month, they'll get at least three normal Broadcast emails, you know, emails, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's something now that I'm, I need to consider and, and also whether I should tr- introduce them to the store sooner. A, I, I don't think that's enough. Um, in terms of, okay, well, let's, let's keep it going. I would love to see, you know, emails five to 12 to 16, even afterwards to keep that going. Just really, yes. Oh, absolutely. Get, keep, keep people into that rhythm. You know, I don't know the exact numbers, but sometimes people need five to 10 touch points before actually pulling the trigger on something that they want to buy. Um, so just that one time is not going to be enough. Um, and if you set that expectation up front, then you're okay. If you tell them, hey, I have four emails coming and then you then you give them 12, well, then that's that's the disconnect. But if you tell them up front, hey, I'm going to give you, um, you know, a lot of great free content and value. And, you know, through that, you can also tell some great stories and such. I mean, that really is something that I think more people need to do in their emails is tell tell better stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you set that expectation up front, hey, you know, there's there's an, you're going to get an email every week that teaches you something related to this industry and, and share something that I know will be helpful to you. Um Along the way, I'm also going to send you some uh, valuable promotions and such too. So um, that's not all the time because I'm I'm very careful about you know it, I respect your time and I respect your email and I'm just super thankful you're a part of it. Um, but anyway, subscribe and and you'll you'll get that. And if you set that expectation up front, you you have room to send a lot more emails for sure. Um, you know and and you know I know for me, I mean I've I've had emails. Uh, that are 52 weeks long, you know, one per week. I've had 50 mm-hmm. emails in an autoresponder at some point, and people go all the way through, and sometimes they don't take action until that 30th, 40th email. Um, See, I yeah. thought for sure you would have said the opposite. I thought you would have said, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, cut it down. So I'm actually really excited. Good. Um, 
yeah, I, I thought you were, you were, you were going to say, no, Brian, you need to, you need to probably cut it. Why did you think that? I don't know. Maybe because I was equating these four emails and, and, um, you know, taking too long to ask the audience to act as, you know, four is too long. So maybe I should do two. Um, but I do like the, you know, that, that definitely was not something I was expecting. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, if, if this is your most valuable asset, which is, which it seems, and it is for most businesses, um, I would definitely uh, build out that autoresponder to be much longer and um, take people through that journey. I think another worry that you may might have had is just like you know, your the the end goal here in the current sequence is introducing them to your store and and a coupon or something, and mm-hmm. that's not the goal of the email. The goal of the email is to share some really cool stuff and build a relationship with them. And so have it be more than just a lead into a coupon in your store. Have it be just experiential. Um, and it just so happens that through that experience, they're going to see that you have this store and these uh, these other things to offer. Um, so no, I, I, I think that's that's totally cool. And it'll get people into a rhythm of learning to open your emails more because there's, you know, people are going to understand that there's always some, some cool stuff on the other side of it when they click open. And you think it's they're like, Oh, um, you know, expanding this, the kind of intro automation for lack of better terms. Um, that's okay. Even if it gets, um, you know, in theory, then almost every week they'll be getting at least two emails from me. One will be the automation and one would be my normal, um, you know, the, the, the newsletter blast that I send out. Um, and in some cases there can be a third one where if I have something, a new product to promote. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, um, yeah, I I would experiment with it and see what happens. Honestly, um, you might be surprised that you're not going to get any kickback. Now, if you do get kickback, because uh, you you can always change it. I mean, sure. you're, you're mm-hmm. never permanently set, which I think is another important thing to realize. Um, but but you might be very surprised for sure. Um, and I would I would just encourage you to 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 try. It. You know, I'm even telling myself this stuff. Like, I need to email more too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when you provide great emails, like, of course people would want them and. I would just make sure that you have a specific day where you know those auto autoresponders go out. That way, you don't overlap and get two emails in one day. Um, yep. Meaning, you know, I have specific days where I know I send broadcasts, and I have days where I know the autoresponders go out. And I just try not to overlap them. Sometimes they do, and and that's okay. But um, yeah, that's that's what I would recommend and experiment with. So then, I would love to going back though to growing the email. You know, yeah, let's list. finish off with that. I, I, that's where I, I, I would say right now I'm also struggling because the, the way that to, to, the way that I got this, the size here was, and it's no surprise. And, and you've talked about this as well as, um, in, in your, with your podcast, I, um, I created a few kind of, I would say, you know, free giveaways in terms of, um, you know, when I moved a couple of years ago, when Sony made it big on in the whole mirrorless scene, um, I switched after shooting for with Canon for 10 years, I switched to mirrorless. And so I thought, you know what, let me create an ebook called moving to mirrorless, um, specifically talking about the story of how and why, because I knew that would be a topic that a lot of photographers, even to this day, still are very, uh, you know, interested in. And it's it sat behind a sign up wall. So sign up to newsletter, download the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helped because because it was so Sony focused. Sony actually helped promote it. So that's cool. Yeah, that was that was a, a you know not you know it was 
um, kind of organic, but also there was a, definitely a nice little adrenaline boost with Sony. Um, and then I've since created newer uh, ebook giveaways because people seem to really enjoy ebooks. So um, I know that that helps, but I would love to know if there are other things that I can be doing better or things that I can consider that I haven't even thought about. Well, a couple, a couple things are going to help you if you discover some of these other brands or photography websites that people are using, doing collaborations with them, especially in the photography space. It's, it's, in video, it's even more popular to do collaborations, but in photography, definitely utilize and, and see how you might be able to get in front of a, another person's audience with their kind of trust behind it. Uh, that, that will exponentially grow your list quite big, especially if you do some sort of giveaway just for them. Um, in addition to that, I think, you know, you've hinted at it a little bit with the giveaways that you've done. You know, running a contest could be a great way. This is this has become a popular thing that I've learned about that big brands are using to just crazy grow uh, their their email list because um, what they do is they run a contest and give away something. But in addition but in order to uh, enter into the contest, you have to do certain things, such as subscribe to the YouTube channel. Maybe that gets you one entry. You share the contest. It's maybe that gives you three entries. Um, you do this other thing, and it gives you five entries. You can set whatever you want to it, and that can virally grow the contest. And, of course, in order to get into the contest, you have to subscribe to, to the email list. Um, like I've seen email lists go to zero to 20,000 in a week mm -hmm. doing this kind of thing. There's a couple of tools that can help you. If you are on WordPress – um, there's a tool by the guys over at AppSumo called King Sumo that can help you. Although I found a, another one that's that's even uh, better in terms of connectivity to places like a YouTube channel, which you know they'll check to see if you actually subscribe to the YouTube channel before that entry is given. Um, it's called Gleam, G L E A M dot I O. Um, check that out. That could be really interesting to do. Maybe a um, a, a Q1 campaign for something where you do a giveaway of of your stuff and maybe maybe a piece of equipment that you put into the mix too. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you're going to see that this, this thing will just explode your email list in terms of, uh, in terms of the growth. And if you set them up correctly after they get into your email list, you can uh, also make sure that, um, you know, they are, they are the right people and, um, that they're excited for the other emails that are coming. Um, so, so that could be, uh, something that could work really well too. Yeah, I think I like that idea. Um, my, my only, I guess my concern I was planning on doing this. I had this all in my head and I saw this just this week. I don't know if you saw this um, story, but so I guess with Facebook, they're cracking down on this, what they call engagement baiting. Um, they're going to start downranking posts where um, the, the original poster is, you know, saying do this or do that for contests for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, what and that obviously is organic, uh, meaning if you create the the the, po the the contest on Facebook, versus I hadn't considered using one of these platforms. That it looks like you're offloading the contest mechanism. I'm I'm looking at Gleam.io right now. Yeah, it's not living really on Facebook exactly, um, which is the key part of it because Facebook will crack down completely on that for sure because they don't want any fake engagement for sure. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So you don't go ahead. You don't see – I never – I've never done a contest like that, um, and and my list is one of those lists, like you said, that went from a couple hundred to tens of thousands because of the giveaway. But that's because I also had Sony behind me. Um, so 
I guess my my question is, I guess it's almost I'm answering the question given the fact that you just recommended it, but that this is something that is successful. Like you've seen success with this. I'm using this early next year to grow my YouTube channel specifically. You can have it help you with whatever goal you want. Um, it was recommended to me by somebody who uh, is very tied into the space of YouTube and has said it's just exploded several channels for clients of his. Um, and I know a few people who have used it for email to do just the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be about the big hits, I think, versus mm-hmm. the the trickles that come in. People are going to come and subscribe to your email list through finding you wherever. But I think if you want to really grow it, you're going to have to make some big, bold moves. And that could be a collaboration or JV. Um, perhaps you do a webinar for somebody else's audience and you collect registrants that way. Um, or you run these contests and or you run these contests to, to give you kind of a quick hit. And again, these are things you can experiment with if they work great. If not, you don't have to do them anymore. But you won't know for your specific audience and, and your brand until you try it. And these are kind of things that, you know, are really popular right now, if that if that helps. It does. Um, I had experimented, you know, with my videos on YouTube, the ones that um, where I, I do a tutorial. What I what I experimented with was in the description, I would create a blog post on my site that um, where you can if you go from the video to my blog post, I, I offer the my the original photo, like the unedited photo that you can download along with the preset that sits behind a, uh, what's it called? Optin Panda yeah. is the plugin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sits behind a locker that requires you to sign up. And that is, I've seen some success there, but you know, I, I really, it's, it's sometimes just hearing, and I hope the, you know, the audience kind of nods their head. Sometimes just hearing something like you said, just the big hits. Like I never, I think I forgot, <laughs> I forgot how important that is. Um, I'm so focused on these small little things where I get 10 to 15 signups a day, which to me is not sustainable. It needs yeah. to be much larger than that. Um, talking about collaborations, talking about joint ventures and stuff like that, I think is, and it hasn't been a priority of mine and, or it hasn't been even on the resolutions list for me for 2018. But now I think I'm going to add that on there. Yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited to see, to see how it goes, Brian. Um, we, we're at the end of the time here. So I just wanted to, um, finish up and say thank you so much. I think we got a lot of great stuff here and, and some actual strategies that will be put into place. And if uh, you don't mind, maybe we can do a follow-up episode down the road and, and kind of see how 2018 went and kind of encourage everybody. I would love it. And, uh, you know, again, I, I'm so thankful for, you know, you giving your time and, and expertise here and just kind of listening to my business and how to help it grow. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, I encourage everybody to check out your website, M-A-T-I-A sh.com and um we'll see what happens cool man thanks thanks again oh man that was a great call brian thank you so much for coming on and allowing us to share our conversation together a lot of great we covered a lot more than just you know your email list and stuff we talked about funnels we talked about how often to sell and how to make sure you're not doing it in a way that's going to upset your people so Brian, I'm looking forward to hearing from you in the future so we can see and check up on you and see your results. And for everybody out there, take action, guys. I know selling can be very scary, but if you are not confident in your product, that's that's one thing. But if you're not confident in how you are selling your product, that's the second level. You need to be confident in the way that you're promoting because people need you, right? You have this amazing stuff to share. It is your role, almost your responsibility to make sure that you promote it in a way that Yes, it gets in front of people, but also makes them feel good about wanting to work with you and grab that thing that you're selling. So 
Once again, just as a reminder, you can check out Brian at his website, mattyish.com. That is spelled M-A-T-I-A-S-H.com. All right, thanks so much for listening in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and please, if you have a moment, give me a shout-out through an iTunes review. Let us know what you think about it because my team and I, we work really hard to put this together for you, and uh, it just really motivates us to know that you are getting value from the show too. So an iTunes review for Ask Pat 2.0 would be fantastic. Just look up Ask Pat on iTunes and leave a review there. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.